Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, December 23rd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're excited to continue talking about our scripture from the fourth week of Advent. But before we jump into that, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, in this most beautiful season, we pray that we would see your face in all that we do that we would speak words of love and hope into the world just as Christ brought those things into the world. We ask for your blessing in all that we do and say. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from Psalm 89, verses 1 through 4 and 19 through 26. Listen for a word from God. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Then you spoke in a vision to your faithful one and said, I have set the crown on one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found my servant David. With my holy oil I have anointed him. My hand shall always remain with him. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and steadfast love shall be with him, and my name, his horn, shall be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my Rock, my God of my salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, Brett, this is a psalm of praise. There's a lot of gratitude expressed, especially for the servant who will come. Um, And I am wondering, what about Advent makes you grateful? If anything, (laughs) here's a hint, find something. (laughs) You know, this is going to be perhaps a really churchy, perhaps a really pastor answer, but... It's all you can give, It's That's a great point. The actual church season of Advent is what I'm grateful for this Advent. This time in our year where... The church is calling me to reorient how I'm thinking, to reorient what I'm focusing on. Because uh, I'm going to be honest, it's been a really long, hard year. <laughs> and so I have not in the past few months at all, you know, I feel like throughout the year there have been moments uh, as as our as big events have happened in 2020 uh, that we've taken stock of different things. And perhaps the past couple months, I've just kind of felt numb to those things. If, if I'm just trying to push through. Uh, and ad, I'm grateful for Advent because it's challenged me 
to reconsider what are you waiting for? What are you just pushing through to? Um, and so I am very much grateful for our liturgical calendar uh, that has helped me uh, focus on things that my mind was heading one way and it's, cu- it's helped me uh, redirect. Yeah, I like that too um, because I really believe gratitude is a discipline. Yeah. Um, I think it's a uniquely Christian discipline for us, um, meaning that there's a particular kind of gratitude that we as Christians are called to practice. And I think I would characterize it by saying that we are absolutely um, aware of what is happening in the world and the difficulty there, and yet we also put our hope in Jesus Christ. And so I was thinking when you were talking that I think what I am most grateful for this Advent is the reminder that good year or bad year, um, healthy year or sick year, um, Jesus Christ is still at work in the world and is still my ultimate hope and salvation. And that that never changes. There's not going to be a year that that will be any different. And boy, that's hugely comforting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when I when I think about gratitude and about this particular time of the season, that's what I think of. Um, and I was actually listening to a um, podcast, Hidden Brain, um, and it was talking about how uh, actually practicing gratitude, you know, changes the way your brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, people who actively practice gratitude tend to have more self control. Which is shocking because I don't have a whole lot, but apparently what I've got, I'm getting from this discipline of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that's what is at the heart of this psalm. Is there anything else in particular that you find yourself grateful for uh, during this time? Yeah, I've, I, you know, uh, this past Sunday in the New York Times, they had 2020 in pictures, Ooh. which was... Uh, it was, it was, uh, Allie and I looked through it together and it was, it was quite emotional in, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, one of the most striking ones, because I totally forgot that this happened this calendar year, was a picture of the fires in Australia. Uh, and it had yeah. uh, just the devastation and a really uh, gaunt wild horse uh, in, the, in the foreground and the burning in the background. Um, and this season of Advent and and seeing that picture is, um, you know, believing, especially in a lot of the Isaiah passages we've read uh, just about every single week these past few weeks, is that, you know, in the midst of these devastations, when cities are destroyed, when things are burned down, um, the sprig of Jesse comes forth, that hope can still come forth, that even in um, a burning of different forest that new life can come from that Uh, and so looking forward and being reminded uh, that even in the midst of pain around the world uh, even in the midst of uh, destruction on the world that as Christians we have an opportunity to hope for new life and resurrection and to work towards that uh, because there's a lot of work to be done in that Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, I think another thing I found myself grateful for is, um, you know, it's been many months now that the church has like barely been meeting and we aren't all gathered together. And yet, 
there are still so many people who are supportive of the church, who crave the church community, who want to be a part of it. Hmm. I don't think I'm so jaded as to say that I think people would have fallen away during this time, but I am, I don't take for granted what a gift it is to have so many people who are still involved and grateful and ready to be a part of this community. I think that's pretty great. Me too. Me too. And to take us out, we have this quote from Seneca. True happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future, not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient. For he that is so wants nothing. The greatest blessings of mankind are within us and within our reach. A wise man is content with his lot, whatever it may be, without wishing for what he has not. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.